Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 141 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. And Michaela, I don't know about you, but you go back to, in my childhood at least, um, one thing uh, stood out as top, as the bee's knees, as the best around. And that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they were my jam. I loved the 1990 movie. I loved the cartoon. I loved the toys. I loved the Nintendo games. And now I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. You can't tell me any different. That's what we're talking about today. That is what we're talking about today. And I'm so glad, actually, because I remember the first time I ever saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anything. And it was at a Fuddruckers. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those establishments, but they're a chain restaurant where you can make your own burger and it's like you basically cook it yourself. I, I don't know why you spend $15 that's, that's on a called, burger. That's called the kitchen. Yourself, that's called right? my kitchen. But they have really cool um, uh, video games, like console mm. things. And oh, okay. this is back in the, in the 90s when you didn't have like Nintendo even. That was like a brand new thing, right? And so you would go and they had... Um, a couple of different, uh, like they had Street Fighter and they had Mortal Kombat and they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was mm. amazing. And I uh, loved playing the game. I would make my dad bring me, I don't know, thousands of dollars in quarters. And I would just play it and play it and play it. My food would get cold. And that that probably didn't go over well. But uh, when the movies came out, I was like, this is awesome. And of course, the rap, T-U-R-T-L-E, power. And we're going to talk about all that uh, and more. Um, so yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for all the things, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I don't think I'm as big of a fan as you, but uh, I was here for it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's definitely something I was looking forward to and uh, something that we had a good time uh, going out to our theater to see in 40X, which we'll probably bring up a time or two uh, throughout our conversation. But, you know, before we get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, I don't know, I was probably drinking like Ecto Coolers back in the day, uh, 1990, when I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But today I'm going to need a cocktail, uh, A, because I'm still sore from the 40X, and B, because this is apparently a, a cocktail that everyone knows except for us here at Drink the Movies. So we're going to get into that uh, in just a second. Let's take a quick break. And and we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So this week, we're mixing up a cocktail that takes its name and its color from those four crime-fighting renaissance artists turned turtles with the Ninja Turtle. That's right. Yeah, uh, we were looking for cocktails for, uh, you know, mutant mayhem and things. And you type in uh, Ninja Turtles into your uh, little web browser of choice. And uh, it comes back with about 4,000 uh, hits on the same cocktail. This is apparently a cocktail that everyone knows. Uh, I didn't know it. Uh, color me uh, green I, with envy for all the people that knew this. And I didn't. Uh, but I have to say, you know, upon looking at this cocktail, um, it, it's it's simple. I guess it's got that going for it. But I was like, mm, that sounds real gross, but got to do it. It's called the Ninja Turtle. So that's what we're doing. So into your shaker tin, put an ounce of gin, a half ounce of blue curacao, 
and two ounces of orange juice. Now, the blue curacao is very blue. The orange juice is very yellow. That's going to combine. Uh, get out your color wheel, kids, and it's going to turn nice and green. Uh, also kind of like thick from the orange juice uh, on yeah. a side note. So shake that up with some ice. Uh, strain it out. The shaking with the ice is really important in this, and we'll get into, into why here in a second. But strain that into like a martini glass or coupe glass or whatever kind of glass you want. Sip and enjoy. So the Ninja Turtle. Michaela, what did mm. you think about these ingredients and what did you think about the cocktail? Well, I was a little concerned about the gin because this looks very similar to a screwdriver, which has vodka in it and orange juice. Mm. And mm -hmm. I really like that. That's my like cue that I'm on vacation drink, uh, but okay. uh, never done it with gin before. So I was kind of excited about that. Word to the wise, if you're going to do this, do it with a pulp free orange juice. Uh, I think that is a good call. Um and so that's what I did. And it was very good. My son lost his mind when I was making this. He helped me make uh, all my Ninja Turtle stuff, uh, all the pictures and content he helped me do for this uh, film, which was super cool. It was a great, great, great bonding time. And he was so excited uh, to see that it turned green. Um, and he was even more excited that uh, we could create a mocktail version of this um, uh, using the, the food coloring. So uh, which was basically just orange juice. It was awesome. <laughs> he loved it so much. That's a, that's okay. That's okay. The vitamin C and that orange juice is important. He was just buttering you up so you would get more dollars next time uh, we go to the movie theater so you could play some more video games. Um, but yeah, this is this is weird. I'm like gin and orange juice. I don't know. Blue curacao is a flavor that that's fine, but I feel like we've been using it a lot. So I was a little burnout on it. I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't sound, sound that great. That doesn't sound that great. But um, you mix it up. You shake it with some ice, which I think is important because it, it dilutes it out just a little bit. It gets a little bit of uh, dilution kind of as that ice melts a little bit. And then you sip and enjoy this. And um, I have to say, by, by about halfway through, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm kind of done with this. But this was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how it worked, but it was it was pretty good. Well, the orange in the blue curacao really helps. Um, and it's not it's sweet, but it's not like. We've done we've done a lot of things with blue curacao, which basically turns into a syrup concoction in your mouth. And this did not do that. Um, to be honest, I could have used more gin in mine. I'm not going to lie uh, uh, to make. Well, to make the drink that you see in the pictures. Right. Uh, I ended up needing to do that because the drink. Uh, capacity was way bigger than two, three and a half ounces, which is what we are talking about here. So uh, take mm -hmm. that with what you will. But um but I could have had a little bit more gin because it was kind of sweet um, and orange mm, juicy, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm, I, you know, if you're talking about a gin mimosa, if you're going to do that, I, I just want a splash. But if you do a splash, then it won't look as cool. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Make that's true. You want to make sure it is nice and green, and it does. It has that very uh, mutagen kind of kind of shade and and like viscosity to it. it. It's really weird. It's it's definitely worth making up um, a Ninja Turtle cocktail just just for that alone. And like I said, it's it's good enough to to have to sip and enjoy. And and it was good while I was sitting at home, you know, reliving my childhood uh, glory days of you know playing with uh, all the Ninja Turtle stuff uh, back in the day. So why don't we do this, Michaela? Let's mix up another Ninja Turtle cocktail. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spoiler warning for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. If you've not yet seen this, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about all the characters. We're going to talk about the fact that our backs still hurt. I think we're also going to talk about the fact that we're old. Uh, We saw this in 40X, and I highly recommend it, but it's uh, not for the faint of heart. And we're going to talk about the ending. So um, you've been warned. We're going to talk about it. Uh, So if you've not seen it, uh, go ahead and press Go mix yourself up a Ninja Turtle because it's really cool looking and it tastes all right. And uh, you should uh, watch that show, come back, and then listen to us talk about all the things. That's right. Absolutely. So uh, you might not have had a chance to see this yet. It was just released uh, just a couple of weeks ago here in 2023. It was directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears. It was based off of the comic series by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Um, and this one stars uh, our four Ninja Turtles, uh, Donatello, uh, voiced by Micah Abbey. Uh, Michelangelo, who's voiced by Shimon Brown Jr. Uh, Leonardo is voiced by Nicholas Cantu, and Raphael is voiced by Brady Noon. So they're doing their voices there. Uh, there's a lot of other uh, voice actors in here. Um, April O'Neil is voiced by Io Edibiri, and then kind of all the mutants are voiced by these like A-list celebrity uh, types because Seth Rogen played a big part in getting this uh, movie made, uh, kind of wrote the the script or was one of the co-writers on the script. And I think it was probably just a lot of uh, a lot of his friends he just brought on and said, hey, come play a mutant in my new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So the voice cast uh, here is pretty stacked. Um, this was directed, as I mentioned, by uh, Kyler Spears and Jeff Rowe. Um, you might know Jeff Rowe uh, because Jeff Rowe also directed Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is one of my favorite films of the last like five years mitchell's versus the machines is amazing uh go watch it if you've never watched it um it's incredible um and this movie i i think as soon as i found that out i figured that out i'm like that makes sense because this has a lot of kind of the same theming um of mitchell's versus the machines and uh yeah i thought that it was a a really great story but yeah go watch mitchell's versus machines yeah yeah it is a that's still my favorite uh film of that year um that it came out it's certainly my favorite animated film in probably the long well long time real long time and it totally should have won the oscar uh in my opinion so yes do that (laughs) um but what i really liked uh i guess we should get into it what i really liked about this uh film uh we got to talk about the animation because Mm -hmm. that is like I thought that was kind of groundbreaking in the way that it was done. It's very comic book-esque in the style uh, of the comic books uh, that this 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 particular storyline comes from. Uh, and you're going to have to forgive me a little bit because I, I don't do a lot of comic book reading, but I do a lot of movies. I, I watch a lot of <laughs> movies based on comic books. So, um, But the animation here was really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, you know, we've had a lot of really great animation projects that have been, you know, kind of very unconventional um, in their um, the way that they're they're drawing out these these stories. Obviously, Mitchell's versus the machines, um, the Spider-Man into and across the Spider-Verse. Those were both Sony Sony animation uh, projects here. But uh, this one definitely has its own kind of look and feel. And it feels very um, kind of graphic novel looking um, to me. It looked like the whole thing is kind of um 
it almost looked uh, like hand-drawn in a sense, um, very like colored pencil uh, heavy um, is kind of the way that I would describe it. It has kind of the cell shading where everything's kind of blackened around the edges. Um, and I thought that it looked uh, really, really good. We've had a couple of iterations of, you know, animated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, from way back in the day, the very cartoony ones, which gave the turtles kind of their their signature colors and uh, things like that and kind of the personalities that we uh, know and expect from the Ninja Turtles. And then there's some, you know, a Nickelodeon, I think there was like the, the computer animated ones but this one is, was definitely uh very much refreshed and kind of brought up to you know 2023 when you go see an animated film now you're expecting something that visually just looks real interesting and i think that this definitely uh hit those notes at least i thought so yeah it was definitely like a grittier dirtier version i mean they're in a sewer so i'm not i, I mean i feel like maybe i'm splitting hairs here a little bit but i feel like um this micros animation is uh, amazing uh, yeah. because I mean, it, it didn't look like Mitchell's versus the machines, but it had the same kind of rawness to it that I really enjoyed. Um, and especially when we get into like the plot and, and kind of um, the, uh, the bad guys in this and the, the you know, how, uh, all of the different mutants that are that are not uh, on the side of the turtles and and their grossness and the way that mm, they're animated mm -hmm. um, still really cool. Like it's I don't know. I, I was here for it. I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I remember you telling me uh, that we were going to, I don't know, not do noises off too or something because uh, <laughs> we were going to we were going to do this film. And I was like, OK, because I could tell you were so excited. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, I'm just mm -hmm. along for the ride. No problem. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, but this was a lot more enjoyable from an from a visual perspective uh, than I, I was really expecting it to be because of the way in which that it was animated and, and some of the choices that they made, um, especially uh just kind of putting these mutants together and how that looked um mm -hmm. and, and just some of the some of the stylistic choices because there's very little i thought that they had uh the very room very little room in terms of what they could do with uh splinter and kind of the four um turtles but they even made some stylistic choices there that i liked where they didn't all look the same they had different body turtle turtle body types which i thought was really great i think that's really good uh that they are showing that you know just because they're the same species doesn't mean they're the same just like humans we all are different some are tall some are short some are different i mean i loved that um but just the way in which they uh created and edited this out was splendid yeah, absolutely. So let's get into this uh, film a little bit here. Um, we're going to run through this. So it kind of starts off in uh, we're in a laboratory with uh, Baxter Stockman, who you might be uh, familiar with from the, the comic books or the video games. Uh, he's played, voiced by Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who is uh, one, of, one of the great uh, living actors in my estimation. Um, he's really great as Baxter Stockman. He gets uh, basically like bum rushed by this uh, very shadowy, uh, I don't know, like entity, like government entity kind of thing, because uh, he's been uh, working on some uh, mutagen, uh, you know, the ooze, the stuff that's going to turn all of these uh, creatures uh, into the mutants. So he gets kind of kind of bum rushed in there, but his little pet fly uh, gets away. He takes uh, a little canister of the ooze. He takes his brethren uh, there. There's like a there's like a frog and uh, there's a stingray. You know, he's got all these little little pets there. Baxter Stockman does. But, you know, the fly gets gets away with the stuff. But unfortunately, one of the little tubes of ooze uh, falls down into the sewer, breaks, uh, and that's going to uh, create our uh, our couple couple uh 
groups of mutants, right? So we've got the uh, the mutagen, all the uh, the bad mutants there, uh, led by Superfly. But we're also going to uh, meet here later on in the story. We've got you know Bebop and Rocksteady, you know Leatherhead, Wingnut, uh, Mondo Gecko, uh, Ray Filet, um, Genghis Frog, and all these people are voiced by insane people. I'm going to run through these real quick here. I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about the story here. Uh, we got Rocksteady, John Cena, Bebop, Seth Rogen, Leatherhead, Rose Byrne, Wingnut, Natasha Dimitrio, uh, Superfly, Ice Cube, Mondo Gecko, Paul Rudd, and Ray Filet, uh, Post Malone, and Hannibal Burris playing Genghis Frog. Those are our, those are our baddies. Uh, we're going to meet those uh, people here in a little bit. But who we're going to meet right now is Jackie Chan, Voice and Splinter, and the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and Jackie Chan is just the most lovable Splinter ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just true. love him so much. He's like, he's a dad who wants to protect his babies. And what's one of the things that I thought was really important to this plot was that it really showcased that the uh, mutant ooze uh, got to the, these turtles as babies. And we've seen that before. That's not new. But the mm -hmm. fact that he's like, you guys are were babies. And so we, I had no idea what it would do to y'all. Um, and so as they grew up, uh, it's not like they were adults that were given this stuff and then kind of had this transformation where now they have six arms or something, but like it changed their minds and it changed their uh, ability to be able to like go to school and things like that. And so he has uh, Splinter has really struggled with letting them be kids and letting them uh, grow up the way that they want to grow up, but also keeping them safe. Uh, he, mm. he has this one, he tells the story of this one time he decided to take the babies out into the world and in, in, uh, in New York City. And it goes really horribly as it would if anybody saw a bunch of talking frogs and a big giant rat, they'd probably freak out. Um, that totally happens. And he's like, never again, we're going to live in the sewers. You guys are just going to live on pizza and uh, learn martial arts. That's what we're going to do. That's right. Yeah, there was a couple of a uh, couple of changes from the origin story here. Uh, uh, you know, you look back at the at the comics. I think Splinter was was raised by a master martial artist, um, and that's how he learns martial arts. But here in this uh, telling, uh, he learns basically by watching like these home videos of martial arts, which is really really funny. The humor in this movie uh, is hilarious, and you know the turtles kind of come back and uh, they rub Splinter the wrong way a little bit, and uh, they're like, ah, oh, we don't want to hear this story again, uh, Dad. And he's like, fine, I'm going to tell you the long version. <laughs> He tells the story about, uh, you know, uh, going through and how he found them and stuff like that, right, to bring us up to speed. Uh, but, you know, the Ninja Turtles, uh, they want to go out. They want to experience the real world. You know, you live in a sewer your whole life. You you see things. I really like, you know, it's it's very modernized, right? The kids are all, uh, the Ninja Turtles are all laying there, like, watching TikTok and, you know, listening to listening to music with their with their beats and, you know, all that, all that stuff that you, uh, you know, assume that, you know, you know, quote unquote normal teenagers are are doing rights and uh, dreaming of one day of getting out of the sewers, maybe going to high school. Um, it's like when you're like in middle school and you dream of high school as being this this beautiful, great place. That's what that's what they're that's <laughs> what they only doing. knew <laughs> if they only knew if they only knew. But they're having they're having these dreams of it. It's all spawned by going to to see a screening of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I guess makes high school look pretty fun, uh, to be fair. That's something else we've covered here on Drink the Movies. Go back and listen to that. But, you know, the, the Ninja Turtles want to get out. They want to get out on their own, and they see an opportunity when a young girl uh, by the name of April O'Neil gets her uh, little moped, a scooter, stolen. That's right. Uh, they uh, help her get it back, and it's really interesting. Um, 
So this is what happens usually when your car is stolen. Uh, it, it's just stolen by somebody and it's it's taken somewhere and it's, I don't know, it's a joyride more times likely than not. But what happens in April O'Neil's case is it gets stolen by this crime syndicate who then is going to like take it and use it for parts and saw off the VIN number or something. Anyway, it goes into this garage. And of course, the Ninja Turtles are like, hey, it's our fault that her scooter got stolen. We need to go save it. And so they go and learning their their kung fu and all of their martial arts, they uh, put a plan together and they they decide to go and get her scooter back. And so they do that uh, in this really amazing kind of haphazard way. what I really like is that they, they are also teenagers. And so they make mistakes. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what you're doing? I don't, I don't know. And there's all these like crime people that are like, I will kill you. And they're like, no. And and great. Did you it hear that? It. It's my very scientific <laughs> rendering of, that was, of all the, all the moves that they use to, uh, that was, uh, that was, that was well the enemy there. yeah, for sure. I, I love this first fight sequence because this is, you know, they've, they've done their training and stuff and, you know, they kind of spar and stuff. They show that a little bit, you know, kind of the first of the, of the film, but this is the first time that they've actually like fought like actual, uh, real people. So they're definitely kind of like falling all over themselves at the first before they kind of get into the groove of it. There's a, a really fantastic bit where one of the turtles gets thrown into this car, hits the uh, radio and, uh, vanilla ice's ninja rap, uh, comes on from, uh, turtles Two secret of the use, uh, which I thought was really great but you know moral of the story they uh dispatch of these uh criminals uh uh april gets her little scooter back um but you know now she knows cat is out of the bag or the turtles are out of the bag in this case and she sees that they are actual turtles that's really funny uh kind of this reveal uh made to her uh, but we find out some stuff about april o'neill right we find out that she is in high school she is a want to be uh journalist she has given her shot at being a news reporter which is uh how we think of april o'neill uh you know being this uh news reporter there uh, she still has her same sweet little yellow jacket so that's pretty cool good job uh april there but it turns out you know that she is trying to be um, kind of a world famous journalist because she's had some bad luck she tried to be on the news at high school uh it didn't go very well uh got a got a very unflattering nickname uh which the turtles kind of uh see and kind of make fun of but they're you know, kind of along kind of this parallel journey, right? They want to go to high school. They want to be popular and they think uh, maybe they can help each other out, right? Maybe they can uh, help find this superfly guy who's uh, flown off and is trying to create the super weapon now. Uh, maybe April can get her story that will clear her name of her misdoings. Uh, and maybe, you know, then everyone in New York will love the Ninja Turtles, right? So I really love, um, you know, the turtles are like, well, we could just we could just go out. How do you think people would react? And April's like, they would react poorly. What are you talking about? You're... <laughs> four big giant uh, mutant turtles um but you know if you start helping people uh then maybe they'll they'll give you a shot just like i did uh so that's kind of the plan they're on the hunt for superfly who has started to amass a bit of a secret weapon yeah yeah and this this uh i i love this idea of this superfly character at first because he's very ambiguous you don't know who he is but he could like he's got the ability to fly and you're not real sure if he is flying or if he's got like a contraption. Um, and I kind of love that where they, like he picks up this, um, uh, this piece of stolen technology that is sitting in a, like in a ambulance thing. And it, it, it kind of just all gets picked up and moved and you're like, Whoa. Um, and, uh, and then you meet Superfly and realize who he is. And, uh, I love, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if it was a choice they knew they were making, but one of the things that I really love is at the very beginning when you see the scientist Baxter Stockman and he's got this little baby cute fly and all of these like other animals that are in cages that he's going to use the ooze on and then doesn't get to because he gets taken away. Um, this little cute fly is like the size of like a like a cat, maybe like a small kitten. Mm -hmm. um, but what we don't know is he grows up to be super fly. And I got to say... I love Ice Cube. I love him so much in this. <laughs> He's so funny. I mean, the way in which they talk, it's very... Um... The way in which he's like explaining, like he he had to grow up in the streets and he had all these this family of mutants and none of them were loved and they were all feared and they also had to kind of live underground and and th their life sucks and the humans are awful and just his explaining of it is so like real and it's mm -hmm. again much grittier than we would probably have heard it in like the older video games and the movies, right? All sure. of our villains, um, at least in all the films that all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films that I remember seeing were like, you are just bad. You're There's no reason for you to be bad. You're just a bad person. And again, mm -hmm. once we get to know the reasons why we uh, empathize a little bit more with Superfly and all of his people, that at first kind of take the Ninja Turtles under their wing and is like, look, we're kind of like cousins. We, we were all kind of picked for this. We, we were all kind of in this situation together. Like you could be part of us. Like we're not, we're not that bad. We're just misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Great. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and they're going on and Superfly's like, you know, people are never going to accept us as mutants, right? It's uh, kind of goes through s some similar kind of things, right? Of uh, Superfly trying to take uh, his, uh, I don't know, kids out, I guess, you know, these other, these other mutants uh, there in town and, you know, the, populace just freaking out right because these are uh, big giant mutants uh you know which is which i guess is understandable if a, if a giant uh talking fly comes up to you you might be a little uh concerned but but yeah so they they all meet right the turtles are going they're trying to to catch up with superfly they're the plan is is that they're going to go and they're going to you know beat this guy up and they're going to you know take this thing back and april's going to film it it's going to be on the news everyone's going to be super popular the city's going to uh, be in love with all of these characters now but when they get there they find out you know that they have more in common with these criminals than uh you know maybe that they they don't uh, they decide that they're going to hang out get to learn a little bit uh, more about them i really love kind of this then they go to like the bowling alley and they're all hanging out uh kind of the the turtles and these other other mutants just having a good time but you know at the end of the day the the ninja turtles say well maybe do we have to really kill everyone though do we have to kill all the people though because maybe you know some some people are good right like april april seems nice uh maybe she right. would be good um and you kind of get this kind of a kind of duality of a story here where superfly and splinter are basically having the same kind of outlook you know people are bad stay away from people um but superfly is you know taking it kind of to this next uh little militant level and you know splinter is going to see that here kind of in the next section as our beloved turtles unfortunately uh get caught up um in this i don't know shadowy government agency who's trying to get the the mutagen back and our turtles are going to get milked which is a recurring joke <laughs> think they don't have they don't have nipples they can't get milked i i they can be infused i mean or like anyway uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, I want to talk about this, 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 this character that is part of the NDTC or the TCRI, sorry, the Techno Cosmic mm. Research Institute with Cynthia Utram, who's played uh, 
amazingly um, by Maya Rudolph. Uh, she is terrifying. Uh, her face is really strange. And again, it's stylistic choices in the animation. Um, but mm -hmm. I also think that her, she has kind of a, um, I want to talk a little bit about the the music and the score uh, done by Trent Reznor here. Um, the, the score for her is terrifying. It's, 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 it's not quite like Darth Vader-esque, but it's every time she shows up, it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's really um, big. And she's got this very strangely shaped face and she wants to gather all of the mutants uh, and do tests on them. And that's how they end up uh, on this milking machine, which is basically, yep. they're just taking their blood, but you don't see <laughs> the blood is green. So it's kind of strange. Um, and she, wa she wants her, she wants the mutagen back. She wants right. all the, all the mutagen. Uh, Cause right. she has her own, like, uh, if... own nefarious plans for it, I think. Right. Yeah. She's like, I'll create an army. And um, it's, terrifying um because she's she's like i want to i don't know there's all this green ooze but i guess that's their blood I, I i didn't quite understand that aspect of it um but the idea then is all of these all of these mutants are like well that's not cool <laughs> um uh, we it, and it's again it's the other side of it right they're like look we don't think all humans maybe all humans aren't bad but this one definitely is and this one is like all mutants need to go away or they need to either help me uh, create this, uh, get this mutagen back so that we can then genetically mutate everybody, uh, or create an army or something. You just, you don't know what it's for, but it's not good. Um, mm -hmm. and then Superfly is like, I want all people destroyed and that's not good either. Yeah, that is not good. Absolutely. Um, so when, uh, yeah, when Cynthia Ultram ends up, you know, abducting the turtles here and gets them strapped up to this, uh, milking machine, that's bad news. Uh, April sees the turtles, uh, get taken. Um, and they think that April totally abandoned her. They're like, man, maybe maybe Superfly was right about people. Maybe people are jerks. Uh, but no, April O'Neil is the best. She goes and gets Splinter, uh, who begrudgingly says, oh my gosh, there's a person here. I'm going to I'm gonna pass out. That's going to be bad news. Um, but ends up going and rescuing uh, his sons uh, from this uh, from this lab uh, there, uh, which is good, which sets up kind of our, our ultimate kind of final showdown. And you have kind of like this uh, this little like, like heart to heart kind of thing really with the mutants right you got the all the mutants there you got superfly you've got you've got splinter there now who's kind of seen the lights has seen the good kind of in people here through uh april o'neill's actions and you know kind of the kind of the consensus now between the ninja turtles and these other mutants is you know maybe we don't have to have to kill everyone you know maybe you know if we just go about you know doing good in the world because um it's good to do good, right? Maybe you don't you don't do good to get popularity, which is kind of the theme of of this movie, right? You don't do it, you know, for for selfish reasons. You just do it because doing the right thing um, is always the right thing, um, and uh, that's kind of kind of the moral here. And all the mutants kind of kind of fall in line with that, right? They say, yeah, okay, you are all you are right. Uh, we we could do good, you know. People people might like us, you know, if we're if we're nice and stop doing bad things, but uh, not Superfly. Superfly is like, nope, uh, we're going to detonate this thing. We're going to kill all the humans. I'm going to take over um it's going to be amazing ice cube uh is pretty great uh here in this section uh he's going to drink down the rest of this uh mutagen he stumbles into uh the zoo and he becomes like super like godzilla uh mutant now um it's real creepy um like i don't even know like if you're like <laughs> animating this thing like like where does it, your mind go uh there's like all this weird stuff on him there's like little like horses are his knees and stuff i don't know it's it's real creepy but uh he goes <laughs> and, and now it's going to take the combined efforts of our mutants and the people of new york to save the day right yeah because they've got one of these little guns that i guess 
is the anti-mutagen. So mm -hmm. it unmutates. Mm -hmm. So of course they shoot it at his how convenient and like a like a horse comes off and it's like woo and he's like he's like you you think that's enough because <laughs> he looks like a giant whale he's got like a squid on him he's got weird things coming out of his ears it's very strange he's real scary looking um and and of course his like fly mutant like one he's like one arm is normal for a fly and then he's mm, got like mm -hmm. this weird like yeah claw thing um yeah, and of course like that's like, now the size of a car yeah he like detonates the ooze thing like underwater so he like fuses with like a whale and a crab yeah. and then he like goes into the zoo so he's like he's like every animal basically yeah now. yeah and he's, 100 he's like the worst tall. parts of all the yeah. animals yeah um but april you know i i really loved uh her character because she was different um than all the other aprils that we saw you know we've seen april be like this really like a beautiful adult who's like this uh i don't know kind of uh i don't know there's been this weird like uh attraction between the t the teenage mutant ninja turtles in april in the past there's none of that in this and i really kind of like that because she's younger and um but she's more more of their friend uh in this and i really like that um the the scene where she goes and she tells Splinter that this is happening. Um, he is such a dad. He's like the best. He this was the most. This is definitely my favorite Splinter of all the Splinters that I've seen because he just is trying to hold on to his kids and watch try and not have them grow up. Which like every parent needs to watch more of that. Uh, I think because it's it's probably the hardest thing about being a parent is letting go. Um, but then when. Uh, she reunites them and all of this stuff happens. She immediately uh, puts on her, you know, uh, journalist hat and she's like, I got to go and I got to go to the the New York News Center and I've got to tell them that she's witnessing um, the mutants are actually good and this big whale kaiju thing is bad and but the turtles are helping and we all need to band together and help them uh, do their thing because they've only got this one little gun <laughs> It's going to be really hard. Um, and so she has to face her own fear of being on camera uh, and vomiting everywhere, which is uh, what she did in the first the first time she was ever on camera. And so mm -hmm. uh, that goes sort of well. I mean, she has a couple of moments where she's she gets sick and then she's like, I'm so sorry. But then she she rallies and she makes it happen. Um, and it's really right. good because while they're having the showdown, while the, the turtles are having the showdown with um, Superfly, who's now this big giant thing um you know people are starting to come to their aid which is really cool uh and help them because they are just teenagers at the end of the day and they need help they do they do need help yeah she uh puts out the the news alerts i really love there's a scene that's um kind of taken from earlier um in the story when you know uh, splinter was was out in the human world and got chased kind of down into the sewers uh there's a there's a human uh, person coming up to to Splinter and Splinter, you know, starts to starts to back away, but, you know, extends his hand and helps him up and says, oh, you're with with the turtles. And I really love kind of kind of that sentiment and, you know, um, in stories like this, you know, and then kind of everyone comes together. So you have people of the city, you know, riding on skateboards and like the taxi cabs and using like uh, construction equipment and stuff to help get this uh, little canister of mutagen up to the turtles. That was great. Um, the 
it's it's pretty bananas going through this. If you're seeing it in 40X like Michaela and I did, there's there's like lightning effects going off and it's like raining on you and your seat is going about 400 miles an hour, like up and down, like you feel uh, like maybe you're not going to survive. Same as the turtles, but uh, fortunately they do. Uh, they're able to get uh, get the one up there on Superfly. They get that uh, anti-mutagen down into his uh, newly formed blowhole, I guess. That's the downside of uh, fusing with a whale uh, there. And Superfly is uh, transformed back into just a little tiny fly who he see um on like the little desk there of uh cynthia atram um kind of in the the post-credit scene uh which we'll talk about here in a second but uh congratulations ninja turtles you have saved the city uh april o'neill has reported on the fact that you are good guys um and the people should love you um and they get to have kind of their their ultimate dream come true they get to enroll in high school uh which is really fun you get to see them kind of interacting uh within the high school you know leonardo ends up asking april uh to prom which is which is pretty cute um I really like that kind of section. They got their uh, their ultimate reward there as everyone uh, kind of walks in. I really like they like walk in through the doors of the high school and everyone like stops and does like a double take. And then, you know, they all start cheering. You don't know if it's going to going to be good or bad, but they're having a good high school experience. That's nice. So uh, and that's kind of the end of the story until we get to our mid credit scene, uh, which basically tells you there's going to be uh, more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies uh, in the future as Cynthia Otram uh, is calling in for some reinforcements. That's right. Uh and her reinforcements are the uh, the mysterious Shredder, who looks terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Dun, dun, I mean, he dun. never looks great. He never looks great. Yeah. He always looks kind of scary. It looks um, like even if you would be fighting, he has like those big like razor blade shoulder pads. Like yeah, even if you're why? fighting, you just still would like cut your hand. You can't. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. You, I don't know how you beat Shredder. It's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's always, he's always, I mean, that's, I guess, why he's called the Shredder is that you put anything near him and he's just going <laughs> to tear it to smithereens. Um yeah, I don't know. I I really liked uh, the part when they do go back to school uh, and they take off their masks because they're like, we don't <laughs> we don't have to hide anymore as if the That's masks right. really we're, did we're anything. Hiding. They're right underneath. That's right. Great. It's um, like you're the short one or you're the tall one because they don't all look the same. It's actually pretty funny. I like it. But but they do for the audience. They take off their masks, but they are wearing uh, like their shirts or jackets are the same color as what their masks were. So you can keep them uh, separate uh, yes. there at, at home if you're if you're watching. Um, or yeah, the yeah if no, you're watching, you, so. you definitely need to to do that. And I, I, yeah, I really that's kind of how this ends. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not too long. It's only 100 minutes, this film. And mm -hmm. uh I, we have to talk about it because we've talked about it a bit. We saw this uh, in 4DX. Now, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically a ride that you get on. True. Yeah. And uh, when there are things that happen on screen that are action film, the the seats jostle and then it has like water effects if you ever get sprayed with water and they have like snow that can happen in the theater. It's really kind of cool. Was smoke. There was smoke, there was smoke and lightning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, lots of that. Wind. And so it's, it's kind of being in the movie. Um, and I got to say, if you have uh, the means and the ability to do it, I, I kind of recommend it um, for this one. This was a fun ride. It was it was 100 minutes. If it had been three hours long, I probably would have would have hated that um, because mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm old. And so, you know, I definitely felt it the next day. But um, but I you thought that that was Dune actually really this. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, don't do that. Uh, but this. This was really kind of a neat experience. My son loved it. Um, mm -hmm. He immediately, uh, and we've talked about this, where we we saw Spider Man uh, into uh, the, not across into the, the or, yeah across uh, across, across the, the Spider Verse, the Spider -verse yeah. right? And he did not like 
the fact that it was a uh, kind of a uh, an opening for another film right there was kind of a cliffhanger at the end this one doesn't really have a cliffhanger but we definitely know that there's going to be a sequel uh but my son didn't mind that this time probably yeah. because it set yeah. it up really differently well yeah i mean this was more of like a like a marvel like make sure that you come back and give us 20 dollars to see the next turtles movie whereas you know across the spider verse is just like oh the movie's over <laughs> come back if you want to find out what happens at sorry the did you want to know how it ended yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch a whole movie yeah exactly exactly right so um yeah that was that it was it was really actually fun uh seeing it this at the theater the, the 40x was was fun it was fun kind of in this instance and i liked kind of all of the effects um uh it was fun and you'd hear like people like like laughing like gleefully like every time like the seats just went bananas which i thought was fun um the theater was packed um it was full of mostly uh people like our age with their kids so, you know roughly roughly your son's age and everyone seemed to be having a really good time uh with it and I liked it a lot. Um, it was really humorous. I thought that the the humor was really well done. Um, it had a pretty good message, I thought, um, which is something that you almost you almost expect now in your animated film to have some sort of uh, deeper uh, kind of emotional connection there on some level. Um, and I thought that it, it did a pretty good job of that. Like it didn't like hammer on that message specifically too, too much. Um, it didn't really like get in the way of, of the fun. But I thought that this was a really really great kind of reimagining modernization of the Ninja Turtles characters um, who are characters that I loved a lot as as a kid and you know I've not watched like the newer live action Ninja Turtles those were never interesting to me uh, for whatever reason but this was something that I had on my radar straight away um, it, ta it takes a lot for me to intervene on the uh, movie spreadsheet that we have but I totally did <laughs> for this one I said yeah. I'm putting in Ninja Turtles uh, here you're gonna go see it uh, that's that's the way it works but yeah I was excited about it and I liked it a lot I was I I really, really liked it. Um, you know, Across the Spider-Verse, it was, was a better film than this, but this was probably my second favorite of the animated films we've seen this year. Uh, much, much better in, in scope, I thought, than, than Mario Brothers, which was good too, but I liked this one a lot. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth your time. Um, I think it's going to, I mean, we're going to call it now. I, I, I think it's going to be uh, listed for best animated feature um, or picture. Um it's definitely going to be nominated. If it's not, I would be shocked because um, mm -hmm. it's real good. The animation's real good. The score is amazing. I mean, I I don't I I don't understand. I do understand Trent Reznor. You're just a genius. I did. I don't know. I mean, everything he's done. He did Soul. He did this. He's done a couple of other things that have just been amazing for sound for scoring and and soundtracks of films. I mean, who knew? This is he's awesome. Uh, I thought that was really well yeah. done. And Atticus, um, Atticus Ross too. Uh, his, and Atticus uh, Ross, partner. of course. Yep. Yes, sorry. Give credit where credit is due. Yes. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I mean the the score they put together, and um, it's almost uh, it's almost like this uh, visceral kind of thing, which is kind of something that you associate with uh, Trent Reznor now, who has uh, two uh, Academy Awards under under his belt already, um, in uh, the Social Network and um, in uh, Soul. So yeah, 
I love to see that. Like I didn't necessarily associate it while we're watching the film until I saw that come up on the credits, but then like it instantly kind of made sense. And I have to think, you know, Trent Reznor probably uh, also was pretty excited to do the Ninja Turtles because everyone loves the Ninja Turtles. So uh, speaking of that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It was a lot of fun. I highly recommend going to see it. I don't recommend playing that uh, early Nintendo game because that is hard. You will die and get frustrated, but go watch this movie. It's a good time. Um, and go check out our Patreon because we're going to be talking about the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, film. We've got like four amazing cocktail, five amazing cocktails that Michaela put together. Uh, she was awesome and got those all jazzed up. So go check that out. It's going to be on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash drink the movies. Uh, you can get extra bonus content, uh, drink the music stuff, uh, you know, cocktail chats, all sorts of stuff over there. It's a great way to support the podcast. Go check that out. Um, if you go see uh, Mayhem and 40X, you know, send us, uh, send us a a quote about your uh, after effects, how your back is feeling. Um, if you're feeling good, if you feel like you've taken on uh, Superfly uh, yourself, if you're feeling good, let us know all that stuff. You can uh, tag us on your uh, social medias on Instagram and threads. It's at drink the movies on facebook.com slash drink the movies. Um, if you want to see, you know, pictures of our uh, Ninja Turtle cocktail episode recaps, you extra info on the drink the music stuff all that stuff uh you can do that on our website is www.drinkthemovies.com uh go check that out we would definitely appreciate that and make sure you're subscribed because you know this week we talked about splinter and who voiced splinter uh that was jackie chan and next week we're talking about enter the dragon and jackie chan's in that too uncredited uh, but that's what we're talking about big anniversary there for enter the dragon so you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed to uh get that episode when it comes out and all the lobby bars and anything else extra we got coming your way so michaela we're where should people be going, liking, subscribing, even a five-star feedback, all that stuff? You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Good Pods and Stitcher, anywhere where Spotify podcasts are distributed and supported. Um, whatever you're on right now, I keep saying it, there's a subscribe button. If you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe. We love to give you all sorts of art artistic content and cocktails. Um, we are just knocked out by the group of uh, folks that have come together to talk about movies and music and all of the things uh, with a love of cocktails. Uh, it just, it helps us get the drink the movies out there. So uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, leave a review, tell your friends. If you have any um, movies that you want us to cover or uh, specialty cocktails that you would love us to try, uh, love us to recreate. If you have a favorite film and you have no idea, but you would love a cocktail, we would love to take a stab at trying to make one for you. Um, just let us know. We would, uh, you know, you can find us on all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Absolutely. You can find us, find us there. Make sure you're uh, following along as uh we're uh, carrying on the uh, Drink the Movies goodness. So that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, let us know what you think. And we'll be back next time uh, with Enter the Dragon. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on Drink, Drink the, the Movies. movies. You're not milking us. <laughs> we don't have nipples. What is that machine called? It's like the milk o -matic. It is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Here's in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs>